You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. Well, welcome to another episode. And today we have with us Ankush Sharma. So Ankush Sharma is the co-founder and CEO of data to biz an AI and BI company based in India. Uh, welcome to the program, Ankush. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Thanks for this opportunity. Uh, Absolutely. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, we want to get to know you a little bit. So could you give us a little flavor about your background and what you're up to yeah. right now? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so uh, Brian, like myself, uh, you know, I am uh, a techie by background. I have done my bachelor's in computer science. So I have graduated in 2015, around six years back. So uh, while I was in college, you know, I was not doing uh, like something of this sort. I mean, I've never imagined like I'll run my own company. Uh, I was more into the programmings and databases and, you know, uh, thinking all, all those things. Uh, but then, you know, uh, when I uh, passed out of college, I joined a couple of organizations. Uh, then I joined one of the startup in India only uh, in, in my Chandigarh region. So over there, uh, while I was working in that company, you know, uh, for, for over the period of two years, uh, I worked in multiple roles over there. Uh, you know, I started as a software engineer, but then eventually, you know, I, I started uh, migrating into data science, data analytics and all. So over there, uh, I believe two things happened. So first of all, uh, it was my very first interaction with the data and the power of data, what it can do to the businesses and decision making and all. And secondly, because I was working in a startup company, so I was kind of enjoying it because I realized while working over there, I, as an individual, I enjoy while, you know, I, I work on bigger problem statements. I look at the things from a very holistic level rather mm -hmm. than just working on a task based kind of thing. Right. So then these two things uh, aligned, I would say. And then uh, I found my co-founder as well in the same organization, uh, Mr. Parinchil Singh. So he's uh, still the current co-founder in the organization data to base. So then, you know, this idea of data to base came in and we thought of, okay, you know, we, we are applying data science, our knowledge in the current organization, but the application of data science or machine learning was very limited at that point of time in, in that specific domain. So we thought of, okay, let's take this thing outside to the world. And I would say for us, it was not a kind of very eureka moment. Okay. This idea came to us and then we thought of starting the startup and fundings and all. Frankly speaking, before starting data database, I had zero experience of how to run a business, right? I am the first generation kind of entrepreneur. So I have not seen anyone in my business, in my family doing the business, right? So mm -hmm. I believe it was a leap of faith, uh, like, you know, a trust in myself. Uh, I, I kind of enjoy working this, like whatever I'm doing. So rest, everything can be figured out on the go. So uh, that's how I believe uh, this company started. And we started with a two member team, uh, you know, me and my co-founder at that time, 
uh, in 2018, I would say. And now we are a team of almost 50 people, right? And we have expanded it. Uh, and the good thing I, I like about my business is so all the growth is organic. So we are not, you know, uh, a very well-funded company because I, from the day one have believed if we are making something, it has to be profitable from day one. So that's how I would say data to be started. And now we are, you know, sailing that uh, tide. Let's see how, how far we go. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about data to biz, but so what, what does sure. the company actually do for other companies? Sure. sure, sure, sure. So as I mentioned, Brian, like data to biz is a primarily a consulting organization. And uh, we have our niche uh, working in data science solutions. So you can consider us as a B2B uh, IT company, but having our specialization, having our niche in uh, data-driven solutions. So ultimately, we are consulting various businesses. We are consulting various uh, companies, people uh, in becoming them data intelligent because we all know in today's world, everyone is talking about data and, you know, data is something that gives the competitive advantages. It can predict future as well in some of the cases. So that's what we do. Actually, uh, it's more sort of a consulting uh, B2B company and we help other companies to become data intelligent and we help them in that complete uh, life cycle of the company right from uh, starting when they start thinking, okay, now I, I have this data, what to do with this data to uh, becoming the very advanced version of themselves in using predictive analytics, forecasting the future trends and all. So that's what we do primarily in data to biz. Uh, but, uh, you know, as, as, as the founders, we have that vision of, okay, uh, this is not something that we will be, you know, doing, this is not the only thing that we'll be doing. So we have some other plans as well of building some products over the period of time, you know, getting some more ideas and building some specific custom uh, solutions and specific dedicated solutions for some other industries as well. So that's where a couple of years back, we started our first product called Prep AI. So Prep AI is, is something that we are building for ed tech companies and content creators, uh, you know, with the help of artificial intelligence or AI solutions, uh, we are solving the need of content uh, generation uh, in the form of assessments or question papers that is required by them. So in today's world, there is a lot of dependency on various human SMEs, plus a lot of cost is required, you know, in order to get that content that can be consumed by their students or maybe their audiences. So that's where uh, we are adding value through Prep AI, uh, you know, by automating that process as much as we can. So that product is out there in the market from the last one year now and doing pretty fine in terms of revenues, in terms of customer growth. And now we are just about to launch our second product called Higher Lake AI. So again, that's a AI powered product, but that is something that we are building for the uh, human resources department. So because as a company, you know, while we were growing or while we were expanding, so we felt this need, uh, there is a lot of manual process that is involved in the complete hiring process, right? From creating a job description to shortlisting the candidates to have multiple rounds of interviews. And then after having all that process, you know, the candidate does not join you. So we are trying to somehow automate this process as much as we can. And ultimately the human involvement will be required whenever uh, there is a, you know, there is an option or there is a requirement of making a decision. So for example, if you are a recruiter or if you are an HR in an organization, and if you say, okay, I need one uh, machine learning engineer having this much years of experience, having these skills, having this much communication capabilities, plus uh, because I am a startup company, then, uh, you know, I am like, I am looking for a person who is 
enthusiastic or energetic or who is not that kind of mindset not that much structured so with the help of our product we are trying to identify all these uh, characteristics all these traits uh, you know through ai and then finally we are giving a final list to the recruiter okay based upon your preferences these are the 10 uh, candidates that we found and these are the scores for each and every uh, you know each and every trait whether it's communication it's technology it's whatever it is and then as a recruiter you can take a final call okay these are the top 3 candidates whom i want to offer so we are trying to reduce that time first of all in in the complete recruitment process plus we are trying to reduce the manual effort as much as we can so as a company uh, our services business will uh, will keep on growing and we'll be you know making it uh, like we have a vision of creating the most impactful uh, data analytics company in the world uh, that's what we are currently doing but on the way we will be creating multiple products just like hire lake and prep ai so that's the overall vision of the company so tell me about the moment when you decided to create this company with your co-founder were were you an employee at the time with another company were you still employed? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I would say, uh, because frankly speaking, I was pretty young in my career and uh -huh. uh, I, I just had, you know, one and a half years of job. So I did not have that much financial security. So when we started this company or when we came up with this idea, so it was something that we were doing it with our existing job because we were not sure whether it will work, it will not work. So it was more sort of an experiment that we were doing over the weekends and after the working hours, you know, just to make sure. And what good thing happened is like in, in our initial phase, we got a good customer from one of our references, right? They were running this, uh, some business in, in our local region only, and they were facing some issues. Okay. How to optimize this, how to streamline this, how to get best of out of it. So then, you know, for us, frankly speaking, it was not that difficult because they were on a very basic level at that point of time. But the only challenge was time because we were working somewhere else and we mm -hmm. had some more liabilities, some responsibilities at that company. So I, I remember like th that was a startup. So, you know, we used to get free somewhere at around 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Yeah. And then we just quickly used to have our dinner and then we used to rush to our uh, makeshift office. That was again in, in someone's house in the initial days. So then we used to work till 1 p.m., 1 a.m., 2 a.m., you know, just to make sure uh, things get going. So then when we solved that problem uh, and just to give you the numbers, so the very first customer that we served, so they were in, they were a marketing kind of agency. Okay. Right? They were spending almost uh, 20,000, no, so not 20,000, but 50,000 USDs per month in the marketing alone right uh, but with the software that we created or with the application that we created so they were able to say save almost twenty thousand usds without much loss in revenue so i would say that was the kind of kickoff movement that gave motivation to us okay if we just work two three hours daily basis and over the 15 days of time we were able to save this much money for a company then what impact we can create for other organizations who are having that humongous amount of data and that humongous amount of opportunity. Yeah. So, so kind of create like a case study for yourself that you can yeah. use for marketing yeah. after you had your first customer and, and you were able to save them that much money. Um, right. And that should be able to springboard your business and show other clients right. what you can do. Right. Agree. Agree. And I believe for me, it was not just the case study. It was the confidence that I needed. Okay. Yeah. I can do so that was the kind of triggering point that motivated me to start this and take it full time. Yeah. So it's kind of a proof of your concept and, and a proof that you're, you're onto a, a solid business idea. Yes, yes, yes. And it, it was proof for me, I would say again, rather than for my customers, I, it uh -huh. gave me new confidence that I can do it. So that's, that's the kicking point for me.
Yeah. So now, now you've grown, you said, so you, you started up with two, now you're up to to 50 or so people. Yes. So what, what were some of the challenges you had in, in growing that business? So, yeah, I would say uh, at every step, every uh, phase, uh, it, it's a challenge, right? So uh, frankly speaking, when you grow from two to five, five to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 50. So every phase is a new phase for you because you have not been earlier over there, right? Mm -hmm. So and when you grow or when you move to a next phase, the number of variables or number of unknowns start increasing. So when I say number of un unknowns, for example, if you are growing from two to five, then it means, first of all, you have to grow uh, your business, like more business or more money should start coming in. That's how you will be able to pay the salaries. And then you should be able to hire those people as well. Like at a point, at a given point of time, you can't do each and everything. Ultimately you have to grow. Right. So then at that point of time, I would say these were the challenges, like how to sustain uh, with the cash flow, how to sustain with the hiring cycle. Then when we grew from five to 10 or five to 20, then it was more sort of like, uh, again, you know, keep on increasing the revenue, keep on hiring more and more people, plus building a right culture for the organization because culture we feel is a very important thing. And as an organization, we have been pretty much focused on what kind of culture we want to build. And, you know, quite honestly, we have uh, built a very employee friendly kind of culture, right? Uh, so that is something that, that we thought of. And then we were, then when we were 20, so then COVID hit, I mean, no one was prepared for COVID. It was March, 2020. Right. Mm -hmm. And we had a very small office in one of the incubators, just hosting around uh, 12, 15 people. Right. And then this COVID thing came in. So frankly speaking, we were not sure like how to handle this. And we all know like much of the bigger companies were even not sure like how to handle the scenario. Right. But somehow I, I told you in the starting, like we had that leap of faith, like let's believe in ourselves and whatever will come on the way we'll figure out. So with that thing, I would say COVID also passed. And since last two and a half years, we have been working remotely. Uh, for us, most of the growth that has happened has happened in the pandemic period only. And uh, I would say it was more sort of a, you know, a good thing for us in the hindsight, because now, uh, you know, there is no limitation of location and we can hire more people. We can hire with more clients globally. So, yeah, I, I would say uh, that's the kind of journey. And major challenges that I highlighted is number one, how to keep on increasing the sales, right? How mm -hmm. to maintain the cash flow so that uh, the salaries of the employees are also not affected. Plus, uh, we are able to invest in our growth. Like we don't want to become stagnant. Like after 50 people, we are not growing. Second thing was uh, hiring a, or building a strong uh, hiring pipeline uh, so that, you know, whenever a new opportunity comes in or whenever our existing people or existing projects uh, get doubled up, then it should not be a delay because it's more sort of a demand and supply problem. If any one of the thing is hampering, then ultimately the overall system is not going well. Right. And third important challenge we, uh, we faced or we are still facing is how to build a very great culture in the organization. And I am quite uh, happy or satisfied till the time we have, you know, uh, worked till whatever we have right now. And uh, I would say now we are planning to, uh, you know, make this company of a hundred people team in the next financial year. That's the overall goal that we have kept for ourselves. So again, the challenges gets double. You have to generate double the cash flow, double the hiring pipeline. Uh, we have to build a middle level management because ultimately it's not just me and my co-founder mm -hmm. who can handle all the things. Right. So, yeah, I mean, these are some kind of some of the challenges which I wanted to highlight. 
So how, uh, uh, so when you're starting with, with two um, and now you're up to 50 and you're talking about that, you need some sort of middle, middle management layer. Um, uh-huh. What's the struggles of delegating? Are you, because that, that's where I find like business owners have trouble like letting go of things and letting people take on more responsibility to kind of right. free up your time. How, how's that right. working? Sure. I, I believe you, you mentioned a very good point. Like as, as founders, uh, because you are never tired of doing the thing. So you believe you can do each and everything, right? Mm-hmm. But I would say one thing I have realized, like I am not perfect in all the scenarios, whatever, you know, whatever are required to run a company. For example, there's a marketing team, there is a sales team, there's a human resources department, there's a project management department, there's a technology department and number of things are there. So for me, what thing has worked is I have always tried to hire people who are better than me in a given department. So for example, if we talk about marketing, then so our marketing manager right now, I believe he's 10, 10x better than what I can think of in terms of marketing. Similarly on the sales side, similarly on the recruitment side, similarly on the project management side. So I believe delegating becomes a little easier when you hire people who are smarter than you. And I have a very strong philosophy like if you are hiring someone in the middle management, then he or she should be smarter than you. That's when he should be there. Otherwise, he, he or she is not adding that much value. So that's how uh, I believe we think. But yes, uh, it's not like we have completely resolved the problem. We are still learning like how to delegate, how to make sure we are saving our time and investing onto some bigger things. But yeah, things are going on and we are learning and doing. Awesome. Now, it's it's interesting that you mentioned building a, a culture because you saw early on that that was important to have in there. Yep. So what? tell us a little bit more about your strategy for developing a culture within your company and what's that culture? What, what do you want that culture to be? Sure, sure. So what I believe, Brian, like culture is a reflection of what founders think or what founders are, right? So that's that's my philosophy. And I believe in, in my case, uh, you know, I am not that kind of pure businessman, you can say in, in typical terms, like I value people more than money. I value emotions more, uh, you know, than, than the, the, what, what loss we are getting and all those things. So I believe for me, if, if I talk on my behalf, it was not a that big struggle for me to build a culture because ultimately whatever culture I had in mind, it's, it's a reflection of me only. So what kind of person I am in, in my day-to-day life, basically that's, that's how I believe, you know, we are trying to create that culture, but yes, uh, with time, more and more people start coming in more and more ideas start coming in. So we have a very good, uh, recruitment or a HR team as well. Right. So yes, uh, if, if I talk about my ideal perspective of what kind of culture we should be having, so we always feel like work or company is not something that an employee should consider. Okay. This is something now I work and now I want to spend time with my family. So for us working in a culture, working in a company is a part of your life only as an employee. Right. And it has to be both ways. For example, if company needs you, for example, your, you know, you have signed up for eight hours per day kind of stuff, but in some of the scenarios, company needs more of your time. Like they need 10 hours, 12 hours. Some of the days there's a project delivery. So then employees should be giving that time to the company. But on the other hand, in some of the cases when employee needs that freedom, that because maybe ultimately we all are humans, we are not machines, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes we do have bad days. Sometimes we are not able to focus. Sometimes we are not able to concentrate. So then company should also understand like this person stood with me when I needed the most. So now it's my time to st- stand with that person, right? So 
for us that is the kind of culture we are trying to create and uh, you know in in terms of leave policy in terms of uh, you know uh, like other things we are trying to match ourselves with uh, you know most of the typical mncs that are out there but we are also I, i'll not say like it, it's a very laid back kind of job you just log in and log out after 8 hours that's not the kind of company we are it's more sort of a very competitive company where everyone is enjoying on what he is working Mm-hmm. it is not just he's logging in for fulfilling the hours because if you're not enjoying what you're working then you might not stay for longer duration right so we are trying to create or we are trying to bring that kind of work that is ultimately motivating the person as well challenging the person as well okay i i am working outside of my comfort zone while i'm working on this right so that's how it is i mean uh, on one hand we have been very empathetic to our employees we understand their problems we understand their personal challenges but on the other hand we like doing a normal work we can't be the, the world's most impactful analytics company so for that yeah. we have to do something different right so we are doing challenging work we always push ourselves we always push our limits and that's being taken in a very positive manner like people also do enjoy okay now i am being pushed and i am learning something new and one more important thing i wanted to highlight over here so as founders or as company what we very firmly believe like if you work in data database maybe for one and a half two years then the amount of knowledge or amount of uh, you know satisfaction that you will gain in those two years so similar kind of satisfaction you will gain if you work maybe around 5 years in some other company outside data to base so we are squeezing that knowledge of 5 years or that hard work of 5 years into 2 years and that is giving a growth as well to the individual so that's how how we believe and that's what kind of culture we are creating awesome i, I like what you said in the beginning there that the, the culture you know is reflecting uh that of the founders which i really like and i also like your tip about hiring people smarter than you so i think that's it's always good for a company in right. a in a growth phase to hire people better than them. We're running out of time, but before we go, how can our audience learn more about you, get in touch with you or learn more about data to biz? Sure. So I would say we have our website out there, uh, datatobiz.com. Uh you you guys can reach over there. Plus we have various social media handles as well. We keep on posting what new we are doing, what new research we are doing as an organization because the in the field where we are we can't just settle down okay we are doing the application we do have to innovate we do have to reinvent ourselves in technology and the way of working so yeah those can be read over there plus you know i am available over linkedin i have my email id ankush.sharma@data2biz.com so if anyone wants to discuss anything do reach out to me do write to me right and i always believe it's it's a it's a kind of mutual effort or a teamwork effort rather than a single person knows each and everything so i never say like i am i am a perfectionist i am still uh-huh. learning so it's just in that learning process we are trying to build this company and this company is not just by me or my co-founder it is because the kind of good people we have in the organization and we have been very lucky to have them awesome sounds great so our guest today has been ankush sharma ankush is the co-founder and ceo of data to biz thank you for being with the program ankush Same here Brian thanks for having me on this call thank you for listening to another episode of good life great life brought to you by Brian Hyfield we hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guests and stories if you like what you've heard please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts
This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.